I don't get straights. I don't get it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight, we have our czar of source material, John. It's too early for this. This is what you always say. <laughs> Ever since I transitioned to third shift, or working graveyard shift again, everything's too mm. early for me now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my, I've been living this for the last four and a half years of my life. I've worked night shift for a long time now. Difference is you work from like later in the evening to early in the morning, whereas I work from like late in the evening or early in the evening to early in the morning. Yeah. Honey, being a vampire is hard work. That's <laughs> right, it is. And as you just heard, we also have our chivalry of Shoto's Shotaro. Hello there. <laughs> and it's very appropriate that you brought that up because that's what we're going to be talking about tonight vampires i'm not sure where you uh, want yeah, to <laughs> i don't know i don't know where i was going with that either i was kind of wanting him to like yeah yeah let's da, 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 da. But nah he's just like and yeah, you're the host man we can't be coming up with all your ideas like I try, I try. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about the fourth and final season of Netflix's Castlevania. Uh, anime? I mean, according to Mal, it's not an anime, but I'd say it is. Well, we don't listen to Mal around these parts. Oh, I know, right? Oh, no. <laughs> um, which, it, it, it irks me, because as someone who considers himself somewhat of a completionist, I can't go on to Mal and say that I've completed this series. Yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, so before we actually get into the story, I did want to briefly touch on some of the more technical aspects of this season. Um, a lot of stuff really hasn't changed that much. Um, it's still, uh, being written by Warren Ellis. It's directed by, oh, most of the episodes are directed by Sam Dietz, um, except for the final episode of this, um, season, which was co-directed by Sam Dietz and Amanda, I'm going to butcher this last name. Uh, Sidere, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, a lot of the same, uh, you know, behind the scenes cast is back. It's still the same studio working on it animation wise. Um, and John and I were kind of talking about this before. There's not a whole lot of anything special to talk about with the audio this season. I don't think um, there's certainly no, uh, there's no music that's done as an homage to the video games like we got in like the first three seasons. Well, that was only in season three for Bloody Tears, but uh, yeah, like so. As everyone knows, I love sound, I love sound design, <laughs> I love music, and uh, I was just a little, a little disappointed in season four because there wasn't anything very special about the music this season. Like, it's okay, it's okay background music. I guess um, they use a bunch of stock sound effects for like the swords clashing and like just like I I don't know it was okay it wasn't great <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it it left a little to be desired I I I, I grant you that um, I mean not to say that the music itself was bad um, I don't at least I don't think that's what we're saying um, it just could have been better yeah like. Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. So, to me, 
the music was never a giant part of like why I like Castlevania, but hmm. they just they should never have given me bloody tears in season three. That this is where they <laughs> fucked up because I was like, I want more video game music. <laughs> but <laughs> see, they they gave you they gave you the taste and you wanted an entire bowl of that soup. <laughs> it's like that freaking um, was that Herbert Hubert the pervert the guy from Family Guy. Where he's like, oh, oh Lord, yes. please just let me sniff his hat. And then he gets it and he sniffs it and he's like, now I want more. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But I don't know. There wasn't – because it's very noticeable to me when there's a distinct lack of, like, good sound design and uh, good music. I'm not sure if anyone else really cares that much. Like, again, it's not bad. It still has fantasy music. It still has, like, good BGM to battles and stuff like that. But Mm. I don't know. It kind of just overall detracts for me when it's not great. (laughs) Even if... I I get what you're saying. Like, like the, the, the only time you really notice bad sound design is when you notice the sound design. Like... Any other time, it's like if you don't notice it, that's probably a good thing. Not necessarily. I like it when you when it's like in your face and you notice it. <laughs> I mean, I guess because I, I don't have the. I've always, I've always, notice it otherwise. I've always taken, I, I've always taken the, um, I've always taken the route to like if I notice it, it's probably because it's bad. Yeah. Huh. Um. Again, I'm fairly certain, like ninety percent of other people don't think about it as much as yeah like don't think about it at all as much as me so it makes sense that tracks but yeah i don't know but i mean it's it's certainly part of the experience and like especially with a video game adaptation which is what castlevania is i mean you you kind of expect there to be some kind of homage to the music in the games in the soundtrack of the series at least i would yeah like at least a couple more songs from um castlevania 3 Dracula's As curse. someone who has not played the video yeah. game, I do not care in the least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I definitely was grateful to hear Bloody Tears' like, remix, remake, rendition. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it there's not a lot of callbacks to the video game. There might be another one in Season 4 that I'll talk about a little later, but... I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a stretch to call it a, uh, re- a video game reference, but I do want to talk about that a little bit. If I remember, I might not. Because <laughs> it's so uh, minor of a detail, but anyway. <laughs> it's also worth uh, mentioning they brought back uh, all of the principal cast to do the voices for Trevor, for Alucard, for uh, Saifa. Yeah, no one uh, um got hashtag. Can- Wait, no, I guess that I shouldn't say that. Warren Ellis got hashtag canceled, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's not a voice actor. Yeah, <laughs> but they still used all of his scripts. <laughs> yeah, I was actually very surprised that they kept him for season four, and then like, because back in twenty twenty, should we talk about that? Because I think that is something that kind of plays into this. It, it it didn't like affect the season, I don't think, but it is something that played into its release. Yeah, like so <laughs> Warren Ellis gets hashtag canceled uh right after the launch of season three, right? Uh very very shortly after. I don't know how how soon after, but it was very shortly after. I'd say like a month or two after season three aired on Netflix and uh he gets hashtag canceled for being a toxic male 
in the workspace, okay? <laughs> what did I, he do? Uh, just a bunch of allegations came out against them saying, like, he abused his power, uh, used a lot of, like, coercion and was, like, petty to women in the workplace and stuff like that. Yeah, to be fair, to be fair, he wasn't, like, uh, accused of, like, rape or anything. It was basically just using his power over other people, almost all exclusively females. Yeah. And he basically came out and was like, you know what? I didn't think I was doing that, but uh, I can definitely see where people are coming from because he was a lot more critical towards his female co cohorts, co-workers. Not the cohorts. Yeah, co- <laughs> cohorts. They're not they're not <laughs> robbing a bank. Well, I don't because I don't know if it was just his assistants that he was doing that to. I think it was also the writers and stuff that he worked with who were mm-hmm. working under him. So employees, it may well have been. Yeah, and he basically just was like, <laughs> it was kind of like, um, oh my god, who's the Rick and Morty guy? Dan Harmon. Yeah, similar to uh, in the vein of Dan Harmon, where it's like they're just kind of assholes to women in the workplace. <laughs> but Dan Harmon didn't get hashtag canceled. Not yet. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's something that played into this because there was a lot of people who were like, well, are they going to just rewrite everything? Are they not going to use his stuff? But yeah, they, they ended up using everything that he wrote for season four. Um, I think he has confirmed that he won't be coming back uh, for anything else Castlevania related um, if they do decide to continue this uh, project, which apparently they are. Um, they did. Netflix has announced that they've essentially greenlit a, a quote unquote sequel, although it's not going to be a direct sequel or spinoff. No, no, it, it's a it's a spinoff. Um, as I recall, it's not going to be a direct. It's not going to be coming directly after the events of this series. Well, just like it's going to focus on uh, Richter Belmont, which is like the mm, kid. He's the kid. Richter. Who's Richter? The guy in Smash. It... <laughs> the guy with the <laughs> stupid spinny he's blade. Not in the show. No, 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 and he's not. He's not. He's not actually uh, Trevor and Saifa's kid. No. They have. He's actually one of their like grandkids or something. Oh, grandkids. He's a Belmont descendant from Trevor Listen, and Saifa. I'm ready for a new main character because Trevor is too masked for me, honey. And it's going to be set during the French Revolution. Oh, vive la France! Yes, off with their heads. <laughs> Dance till you're dead. um yeah i I felt that was that was worth bringing up um that he definitely said that you know going forward he won't be involved with any kind of castlevania animated series because honestly i was not looking forward to another castlevania because my favorite characters got uh killed off but maybe if they introduce (laughs) new characters we'll talk about that and quite frankly i don't like the main cast as it is so give me new characters introduce some better people oh wow how harsh Oh, hello, Miss um, Richter. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what what Richter is like. He just looks like a reskinned Belmont. Okay, whatever. <laughs> He's a reskinned I mean, Belmont. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I was gonna say. Honey. <laughs> All right. So, uh, moving on to something else. Let's talk about the animation really quickly. Um, I definitely think it was kicked up just one notch or two from season three. Um, the the animation is, is much more crisp, much more fluid. I think, especially during the fight scenes. I definitely. Um, there's certainly more action sequences in the series than there have been in the or in the season rather than in the other. For sure. Um, I don't. 
one of the things that stood out to me, and I, I assume stood out to John because he wrote it here, is that in the first couple of seasons, the character movements were very like slow and 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 clunky and definitely not fluid. Um, and that seems to definitely be fixed in season four. I don't well, know. I feel like they're still clunky. Yeah, no, like <laughs> I it's I say it's not as clunky as the prior seasons, but it's still clunky. Hmm. But not to the point where I was just like, ugh. Not not to the point where it's so noticeable that it, it makes you stop and go, wait, what? Which it, is a it, good. Are my well, monitor settings okay? It, it makes sense because again, there there are so many more action sequences in season. Mm. Like it's nonstop. Every fucking episode, there's an action sequence or two. At least yeah, every at least single one. fucking episode. So I was just like, oh, there's like no just dialoguing and like political espionage and like you know just story shit it's literally let's just keep fighting every episode yeah i mean there were some good monologues but they didn't they were very just like isolated they didn't really get complex they didn't really go into a complex political plot yeah and everything it feels so rushed in my opinion uh season four like everything kind of just culminates and just happens and i think why do you think it feels rushed? Because of because of all the action? Because everything just kind of happens. Like, everything mm-hmm. that was set up in Season 2 and Season 3 and all the loose ends that happened at the end of Season 3, like, there's a lot of things that need to be answered, and they kind of get written off in, like, half an episode, you know? Like, I... Let's finish talking about art and animation before I go into the story. Because yeah, like, yeah <laughs> before we get on a huge tangent about that, um, uh, there's definitely some CG throughout this uh, season. I I will say it's used pretty sparingly, um, mm-hmm. and what CG there is is pretty decent. I would say it's like barely noticeable, but I did notice it. And I mean uh, the fucking the Tower of Bones. <laughs> <laughs> during yeah. that fight sequence i was just like <laughs> it was funny I mean, the to bones look. Hey, bad. I mean, my issue I... was when they like made the actual character models cg like there was this oh yeah one episode that ended on a close-up on isaac's face mm. as cg making like an emotional um like expression and i'm like um I, you're CG. You're not. You're not a real person. I can't feel these emotions. <laughs> As opposed to two D hand drawn looking yeah. like a real okay, person. Two D is more real yeah. than three D. Let's be real here. Well, weebs here. Less we uncanny valley. Truth. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree that um, it's less uncanny valley. But I, I feel like this season though, the designs got a lot cleaner. Like I was watching through season oh, two sure. and season three, and like they're a lot more rough and blurry and not as defined. I'm not entirely sure if that's because, like, I don't know, maybe Netflix was buffering because I was just zooming through season two and three to just, like, compare character models and stuff for the designs. But I feel like four made more better choices for their character designs. Mm. I would agree. I mean, one of the things that I've loved about Castlevania from the get-go with this is like my favorite designs are the night creatures because they actually look like creatures that fucking come from hell i mean they're um, pretty I love... basic designs honestly i don't care it's better than most of the shit you get in anime horror anyway not better than attack on titan no <laughs> shit it's miles ahead of what attack on titan does um 
I'd also like to point I, out I know, that just, in season four... It actually four, looks scary. That's my point. If you say so. I don't know. I, I have a lot to say about the reused assets as well in the art and animation. Um, backgrounds and the effects are very plain in season four, which is... It's always been like that. I guess in season three, we kind of got spoiled with the uh, the corridor but yeah my god that was do some drugs while you watch that episode but uh infinite corridor that's what it was yeah they they reused the assets for the the viking guy the uh the eastern vampire lady question mark i don't remember if it was a girl or not ambiguous (laughs) androgynous vampire person from the east uh they reused those assets for like the design for the the remnants of Dracula's army, and I'm just like, I get why. Like, of course you wouldn't draw like new people for the army, just reuse assets that you already have. But I don't know. Again, very noticeable to me. And man, they really toned down the gore, and there they weren't. N- they did. I c- compare it to season one and two. Yes, like, and I get why. Um. They didn't spend a lot of time, like, having the monsters just ravage villages and string their guts everywhere. Cause I don't know it's about like, that. I saw people's faces getting eaten off. I saw... Yeah, the, I saw someone get cleaved in half and his organs I fell out. I saw the cross-section of a severed finger. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'd <laughs> say it's still pretty gory. Yeah, I mean, but... I, I, one of the things I will say is, like, the, the, the fights that we get in Season 4 as compared to the other seasons are more, mostly, small-scale, whereas in the previous seasons there were much more large-scale battles, so there was much more people, like, dying as there's a lot of gore and blood and guts going everywhere. Quite literally, it was raining blood in the prior seasons. Okay. This season, yes. it was not raining blood. Honey, that's what I'm saying. The entire... I don't know. Fucking Camilla and, yeah. and Isaac were, or Carmilla were, and Isaac were fighting in a pool in a of waterfall blood. of I mean, blood. <laughs> but that was background. That wasn't even anything cool. I guess it was a cool stage. I, for I them would to say, fight, but I, also, I would say in terms of the fucking, violence oh, and the man. gore, I need to. No, I would say in terms of violence and gore, season four is pretty much on par with what we've gotten so far. So I would disagree. I would say it was weaker. <laughs> and also, we didn't get that many titties. We had literally one titty. Yeah, not even a, not even a titty. pair, just a single titty. A single titty. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. You can't have like incest gangbang fucking threesomes in season three and then like go cold turkey in season four. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, I think, uh, so, I guess getting into the story now of this season, well, looking back at where we got from here, so, you know, toward the end of season three, um, like John said, there were a lot of loose ends after the end of season three that needed to be tied up. And that's what season four uh, does. So we have Isaac who's off in the world going soul searching after uh, Dracula dies um, and trying to figure out how to get revenge. Um, Hector gets enslaved to Lenore uh, and becomes sad slave boy. <laughs> um, 
Carmilla and the other vampire sisters are trying to figure out how to wage an open war against humans so they can create a form of endless food. Um, and then Trevor and Sypha at the end of the events of season three decide to uh, hunt down the remnants of Dracula's army. And we have Alucard essentially uh, saying fuck off to the world and retreating into his, his castle. And he fucking pikes the twins. Like he did just like his father, like, like father, like father. son. And that oh man, that was such a good thing that Oh my god, I have so many problems with the story. Holy shit. Oh no. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. No, I'm just saying, uh, like, so season one and two are based on the video game. Season three and four mm-hmm. are not based on the video game. They're kind of their own canon. Uh because Dracula's curse ends once Dracula is defeated, and then Trevor and Sypha get together, have a kid, right? That That's the end. That's the start of the Belmont bloodline, or continuation, I should say. And yeah. that's it. That's all we get. We don't know anything that happens after Dracula's demise and in between the events, the next thing. All we know is they get together and they have a kid. That's it. So, yeah. there again, there's not very much to go on. Again, Castlevania is not very lore heavy or story heavy or character heavy. It's literally it's a Castlevania game. It's Castlevania. You you play it for the game, not for the fucking story. So I yeah. get that you have to like make up your own shit here, but season three has a lot of setup, and I was extremely disappointed at very many of these. Uh, how they decide to wrap up a bunch of these things, like fucking Alucard turning into his father right that was the perfect opportunity to explain like how he does that but no they just flash forward some time like six weeks i would assume because that's from the end of season three to the beginning of season four it's been about yeah, six it's roughly weeks six weeks because they show the flashback with uh when trevor and cypher are leaving the village and then like six weeks later so I'm assuming I like how I like how is that is that that flashback or I guess it's it's a slow flash forward I guess um, as it c- keeps going each week like they actually look like they're getting more and more tired of fighting and like they get dirtier and dirtier I thought that was a really nice touch well yeah because it's implied that they've been constantly fighting for six weeks straight which is why they get their asses handed to them at that church like mm-hmm. it 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 makes sense that tracks but. Ending off with Alucard piking the twins and becoming his father, and then, like, flash-forwarding six weeks, and we just see, like, there's more bodies he's piked up, we're just, like, you just have to assume, oh, yeah, he's just been doing this. There's just been people regularly coming here, pulling the same stunt, and he's just like, all right, well, pike ya, and and that's it, and he becomes Big Grump, just like his dad, and... yeah. <laughs> They kind of do a little callback to his father with that because then there's that whole uh, guy comes – dead guy comes riding up on a horse. He sees the written message for the the lord that lives in this castle. Please help our small town, Uwu. And then he goes to the <laughs> town for whatever fucking reason on a whim and he finds his um, hashtag boss babe <laughs> who's also bi, by the way. And that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so they kind of a... like threw away all the foreshadowing that Alucard was going to be this evil, corrupted, like jaded person, and like he's just a he's just the same as he was before the six weeks prior. He's just like a nice guy who's like doing people favors because he feels bad. Yeah, yeah so... and and that's like 
I don't know. It's almost like you you, you can almost hear John going like, <sighs> the 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 plot demands it. <laughs> and I mean, it makes sense because he never was a bad guy, right? He he hated how his father went on a rampage, and that's why he even wants to stop him in the original. Hmm. But I don't know. Why would he, from six weeks later, go from a grump old man to deciding, oh, I guess I'll go help out this village or whatever? Like, why? Yeah, it doesn't make well, sense. Also, it doesn't make... It was a nice horse, though. No. <laughs> Honestly, I thought, like, that the rider had killed himself as, like, an offering to the vampire, but that was not the case. But also, like, I felt that the boss bitch, like, knowing everything about... Uh, Alucard, you know, that he goes foraging, that like, lives in the castle, everything like that. It's kind of meta. I feel like her uh, appeal to him was kind of like oh, like a bit forced that she knew so much about him. I was like, okay, this is all very forced, but we get what you're trying to write. Again, it's like, it's there's a lot of implied this happens off screen, just roll with it. Which is why, again, yeah, that, what, what was with all the setup? Like, <laughs> why did you that, do that? That? Happens with, that happens with a couple of things this season, to be fair. Yeah, man. So Isaac creates an army, and he's coming for that ass, Hector. He's coming for that <laughs> ass. And and then okay. like Isaac gets there, and then he's just like, oh, I forgive you. Like, what? What? <laughs> I'm so confused. Why? What are the motives of Isaac? Why did he go out of his way to go all the way to some random vampire's castle and like risk his life, risk all of his magic, all of his effort to assassinate some random lady. So in season three, we follow Isaac as he's like, um, Isaac the Forge He's master. raising an army, basically. He's not, he doesn't set out with the intent of raising an army. He sets out on a journey for soul searching to understand his own feelings and like, um, process the passing of his daddy Dracula and uh he basically finds that there are some humans still worth saving and but they're still also like just trash in general and that's why he like creates his own army and it's like well I'm just gonna do what I want then instead of waiting for someone like Dracula I'll become the boss of my own life and the first thing I'll do is get back at the people who stole Dracula from me that's exactly right. against what he's trying to do, though. Like, revenge is not living your own life. You're literally just going out of your way to do something that doesn't make you happy. Yeah. So at the end of season three, he said he wasn't going to go for revenge. He was just going to live his life and travel the world, right? And then but he, he does it revenge. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are uh, you doing? <laughs> like, that's, again, why would you set all this up? And then, like, completely do a 180 at the, the at the next season. I didn't understand that. I thought he was just going to, like, do whatever, become his own army and try to take over the world or something. But no, he fucking goes and tries to kill Carmilla and also Hector because Hector betrayed them. But then, like... <sighs> he doesn't kill Hector. He doesn't kill Hector! <laughs> Hector's like, I'm so sorry. I'm such a sad boy. And then Isaac's like... No worries, my friend. I know you are a sad boy, but I will kill Carmilla. <laughs> nice, nice Isaac uh, impression, by, by the way. I hate it here. Listen, <laughs> Hector was just Isaac's boy toy, and you can't say no to a pretty face. Like, I understand. <laughs> it, it's great that uh, Isaac went soul-searching, and he found forgiveness in his heart because he understands that mm. Hector did get tricked. It's not like he did that 
because he hated Dracula. He was trying to help Dracula, and Carmilla tricked him. So the true villain here is Carmilla. But again, he didn't create an army because he was going to come and get revenge on Carmilla. That's just something that he kind of happened upon at the end. It was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go kill Carmilla because reasons oh no because because she's a danger to the world there's there's vampires here i'm going to kill that's like a vague reason to like risk your life like he almost died in that fight and i'm like yeah she seems like a bad person let me just go risk my life and kill her like what yeah and freaking carmilla is a fucking (laughs) idiot now i know i understand that throughout the entire series is implied that she's like power hungry and makes these bold moves but I don't know, man. Like, she's like, oh, there's a power vacuum because all the old dying men are dead now. So now there's a power vacuum that us women can fill. Like, okay, we get it. Power fulfillment, whatever. But why is your main villainess so fucking stupid? Like, <laughs> why is she stupid? So, Striga talks to, I don't remember the other lady's name. I just remember Striga, Lenore, and then Carmilla. And then there's the fourth sister. Um, oh, I don't know but... her name either. <laughs> yeah, because she's... <laughs> the other lesbian. Striga's bitch. The other... Striga's bitch. So Striga's talking to Striga's bitch about, like... Morana. That's her name. <laughs> Morana. Not yeah. Morana. So, <laughs> yeah, Striga and Morana are talking about Carmilla's plan. And, like, you know, Carmilla's a thinker. She ruminates too much. And then she has all these big, bold plans. But we're the ones stuck cleaning this mess up. And it was a great thing because it, it kind of shows, like, Carmilla has g- dreams of grandeur and kind of gets lost in them. And she's a huge fucking idiot because instead of establishing, the like, a small-scale farm, she decides because there's this power vacuum, let's take all of it. And then Striga's like, we're not even fighting against soldiers. We're just fighting against farmers, and this is fucking stupid. This is a never, This is going to be a never-ending battle. And I'm just like, yeah. So why is Carmilla even fucking trying to execute this plan on such a huge scale? Like, did she think the humans would not fight back? She just got her ass fucking handed to her. And her entire vampire army got handed to her. So, like, what the fuck? It's funny She's supposed because, to like, be this cold, calculating bitch who's, like, super outsmarting the men. But then she's just so fucking stupid. But, uh, but I mean, it's, it's funny I mean, because they set it up. They set it up in season three, right? Like these four sisters all have these unique skills that could let them do what they want to do like slowly over time instead of all at once. And then Carmilla gets these delusions of grandeur. It's like, no, I want it now. I mean, to be fair, her plan could work if Hector actually made the night creatures. Cause like all you really need is enough force to keep the humans in line. And it doesn't really matter if the humans fight the night creatures cause they just repopulate. Yeah. And that makes sense. And I get Hector was still building an army. and But then Striga and Morana are out there with the vampire slaves. And they're getting bodied by regular farmers. Like No, yeah. I definitely yeah. love that scene and that conversation they had about the, like, the logistics of war. And like how it's going to be very difficult to maintain these supply lines. Like Those are sort of conversations that you don't get a lot. Like the, the actual reality of doing all these grandeur things. But I definitely... Like, that's a good conversation, but I definitely think it is still doable with the night creatures and probably with Lenore, you know, uh, being a diplomat between the humans and the vampire rulers. I think it's still doable, but it was an interesting conversation. I did, I did, I loved the dialogue in that scene with with uh, Striga and Marana, like especially when Striga is like, 
essentially saying that the point of war isn't necessarily to win. It's to show the enemy that they can't win. I'm like, yes. Yeah, this is and, the art of war. And for war. Carmilla to just, like, disregard her, her sworn sisters, even though they each have a specialty. Like, why? Because that's, She's supposed Carmilla, to be like, smart, right? disregarded her sisters. She's always like, that's I want fair, my way and yeah. you make it work. And Lenore literally points this out, like, t- straight to Hector's face and is like, I don't have a place in this plan. I'm a fucking diplomat. I work in the shadows, and all of this is out in the open. I have no point in this. I mean, honestly, they could have fleshed that plot out further, and Lenore could have had a place. If they actually had expanded their reach, they would need a diplomat to arrange all of the political problems. Um, But they decided to finish it off quickly. Mm. But I I even like how Lenore's like, I won't betray her. But I think she's an idiot. <laughs> I don't think she thinks she's an idiot. I just think that their motives are clashing. Lenore just wants to live a safe life uh, with her little pen. And uh, Carmilla wants to take over the world. Carmilla wants to risk yeah. things to get greater rewards. And Lenore is happy keeping uh, self-sustainable with what she can have. But even Dracula, the most regarded vampire in all of fantasy Ever. land <laughs> even he didn't have a full control of like the entire corridor right he only had his area his little town and yeah but he didn't want control if he wanted a fair it point yeah he, who knows if he could have got uh, yeah i feel like if he had wanted it he could have gotten way further than carmilla did um who knows probably um but yeah like that's the whole thing like dracula was tempered well at least until they you know humans fucked over his wife um he was tempered by it and like he was content with what he had and then carmilla just sees the horizon it's like that's mine now go get it i mean to be fair it's a good opportunity for her to do what she wants just that her sisters wanted different things than what she wanted hmm. but the, the whole point of it is like she's brought down by her own ambitions um her hubris i don't think so I think it's very random why she's brought down. She's brought down because Isaac randomly decided to kill her for no reason. (laughs) Actually, yeah. like Again, the whole, I'm not going to get revenge for Dracula. I'm going to live my own life. Then proceeds to get revenge for Dracula. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Made zero sense for his character arc in season three. But, um... I mean, it is worth pointing out that even from the beginning when Carmilla is first introduced, she does seem to be a malcontent within Dracula's court. So, a what? I mean, a malcontent. Like, she's not happy with the direction that Dracula's uh-huh. going. Okay. Um, because this fucking and- world is ruled by old men. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it is kind of alluded to all the way back then, but I think they went they went a little overboard with it. Like, they really should have tempered it somewhat. Like, uh-huh. I get that it, that's kind of, like, how all of Carmilla's plans happen. Like, look at the end of season two. She tries to betray Dracula, and then it all blows up in her fucking face. And she has to run Literally. away with her legs between her, or with her tail between her legs. And that's why she's back at the castle with the sisters. And they're like, oh, poor Carmilla. Oh, dear. We'll help you with your plan. <laughs> Then she gets a big head and, like, does it again. So I, I get that it's a running theme with her. It's just, mm. I don't know. It. She seems like she should be smarter than that, but 
Since we brought it up, though, and we, we didn't really talk about it, we talked about the, the conversation with, with uh, Striga and her bitch, uh, Morana. Uh, that fucking battle scene with the berserk armor, though. Yo, I, I swear to God. Because that armor, it, it, it does that glow when she does the roar, right? And I'm just I like, know. fucking berserk? Berserk armor? <laughs> mushy mushy guts, Des? I like that she put Marana in the coffin. She's like, get in the weapon case. <laughs> yeah, she's like, <laughs> you're just another one of my tools. No, she's like, honey, I love you, but get in the fucking coffin. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes out and fucking just like murders everything with her fucking um, dragon slayer. It was actually super cool. I really enjoyed that scene. Like, I would say that was the highlight of season four for me. Just because, oh, like, yeah. the animation looks pretty solid. A little bit clunky still, but solid in my opinion. And just, like, the whole streak of fighting everyone <laughs> was awesome. I just loved it. I just it. know. When she did the, the whole roar thing inside the armor, I'm like, oh, yes, this is what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, and I was hoping we'd get more scenes like that throughout the entire, like, season. But, no, we didn't. Really? I thought there were a lot of other good fight scenes beside that. I mean, that was a great fight scene, but there were a lot of others. Like the scene know. with yeah. Camilla. Carmilla. <laughs> Carmilla, yeah. Not Carmilla I like how you Camilla. keep calling her Camilla. Anyways, that was a great fight scene, too. Um, but I had multiple problems with that. The first minor problem was that she was grunting really weirdly, and I don't know what that was. Because it's because she was exhausted from fighting all the night creatures, right? Like that's what's implied. That's why there's a fucking pool of blood at her I feet. I guess so, but okay. Stage. Her grunts say she's exhausted, but her body movement says she's a bad bitch. So you have to pick one, okay? Yeah, and also fighting in blood. Blood is super slippery. Like I don't know how they were able to even fucking run across blood. Honey, vampires can love like, yeah. Don't question the physics. Okay, but Isaac, how did Isaac do that? <laughs> Isaac, no, that makes no sense. That Isaac is able to like fight on the level of a vampire but whatever yeah anyway he's just a human necromancer why is he able to fight whatever <laughs> he's a forge master but i mean it's the same difference i mean really no 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 no, no, no. not the same difference <laughs> also i was yes the fight scene for carmilla was really good but i felt it was like really inappropriate for her because her character was really just a manipulator a deceiver uh you know a politician so i i thought like a more appropriate death would her would be for her to get outsmarted um and i don't know where she got all of this fighting skills from like she is not a fighter like she was established as an underdog as someone like as a come up as an upstart in the court who doesn't have enough power and has to weasel her way in why is she such a bad bitch i swear like the way they formatted this fight she's like as bad a bitch as Dracula, like in fighting power, and I'm like, what? What is going on? I mean, it looked good, but honestly, it didn't really make sense to me. But whatever. Yeah. See, again, this is there's a lot of problems like this in season four, and I ah oh, man, I'm just gonna move on because she has a cool <laughs> sword though. It, she, she looks great. Have a cool sword. I love the cleavage. Yep. We love a good cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
What else? Alucard, Alucard grows a heart. Why did I write this? Oh, <laughs> why did you write that down? <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about how Alucard grows a heart because he meets the village chief lady and she's a bi bad bitch. If you're drowning in your toxic masculinity, you just need a woman's touch to learn morals and ethics. Isn't that how straight relationships work? Yeah. Super okay, I thought so. <laughs> I like how you ask us that like we know. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I move on. This is... All right. So I like how they did set up that foreshadowing for Alucard to become like his father. And just like his father, he falls in love with another human woman. And like his cold gr- heart grew three times that day. Oh, God. And he is a good guy now. No longer. Let's ignore the fact that the one, Alucard. Let's ignore the fact that for the last six weeks, this dude has just been gutting people and putting them on pikes in front of his fucking castle. Let's just ignore that for a second. And like the minute he meets a uh, a bearable person to be around, he's just like, oh yeah, I'm I'm actually a good guy now. We were bad, but now we're good. And it's like. I get what you, you're going. You say for. that about you say that about the 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 village chief lady, but then he immediately meets Saint Germain. It's <laughs> definitely not a bearable person. I I do like how they sort of developed Germain's character to be more uh, conniving and manipulative. It's a more interesting character, mm. and I do like you know his like convoluted plan to resurrect Dracula that he enacted. I thought that was pretty clever. I just I like Saint Germain as a character because like he is so conniving and manipulative and it's like it's an interesting character to follow around because you don't know if he's at what he's saying is actually true or he's just saying what he wants to say to serve his own ends. Also, I was looking I like looking at his backstory. He like met this woman. They like maybe spend a month together in a library. She she gets lost in the quarter. And then he spends his entire life trying to get her back. Like, girl, like, girl, move on. Girl, there's other women out there. Why are you fixated on this one woman you barely know? I don't get it. I don't get straights. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so for St. Germain, like, I did like how that was a running theme. But he seemed a lot more stable in season three than he did in season four. Like, season four, he was fucking fanatical about mind. it. Also, maybe find a woman who can talk. Yeah, she didn't. And then the woman that he loves had zero dialogue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's where they're going to go. Because I was like, yeah, she's not like she's going to actually fucking pop up ever again. But how appropriate, though? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, St. Germain, you fucking dickbag. Like... And then at the very end, he changes his mind. He spent all this time and killed all these people to resurrect dracula and like get control of the corridor and then at the very last second he's like never mind i don't i have second thoughts kill kill my homunculus i'm like what is happening what what happened to your character yeah again (laughs) everything just like builds and then does a 180 (laughs) that's the entire season every single fucking character builds do a 180 oh okay um you also were introduced to death, and he had an <laughs> accent, and I hate it. I oh, technically, <laughs> we were we were introduced to him way before we thought we knew what he was. Um, I mean, because it's Varney, 
but I'm, I'm gonna you're gonna talk about the accent no i'm gonna push back on it malcolm mcdowell played this really really well okay that's great when he was varney i'm fucking varney a britain he doesn't actually have a cockney accent i'm just doing that because i'm being racist can you be racist against british people i'm not answering <laughs> that question <laughs> But, uh, yeah, once Varney reveals himself as death, he still has the goddamn fucking accent. And I'm like, why? Yeah, that makes no sense. Because <laughs> they're too cheap to hire another voice actor. <laughs> and, like, so, death in relation to Castlevania. Death is is a character in Castlevania. He's one of the minions of Dracula. What? So, it makes sense of why. He appears in multiple Castlevania games, as a matter of fact. Yeah, because he's... Like they were saying in the um, season, death isn't an entity, it's a concept, right? Like, Mm. as long as people are alive, there will always be death. And death explains that the reason he's trying to even revive Dracula is because he can't directly kill people. He has to wait to harvest their souls and get stronger. But I'm like, but he... He's fighting. He has a fucking final form and he can kill things in his final I don't understand. Also, I don't understand. What do you mean you can't kill people? I don't understand why if like death will always exist and it's just a concept, why is Belmont killing a concept? It's like a neutral part of the of the nature yeah. of things. Why are you going to kill it? What what are you doing? Well, Trevor Trevor explains that it's not it, it's not that different from it is a vampire in a sense but it's like distinct from being a vampire it has no it's like in concept it's it's like a vampire but it yeah. has no like biological relationship to a vampire he's it's an elemental yeah, it, spirit it, it feeds it yeah. feeds on death instead of blood yeah but it has no like biological relation to a vampire it's literally just like a neutral aspect of the world people are always gonna fucking die yeah war, why are you killing death all this other shit like, I don't understand. Why does death reveal himself? <laughs> yeah, there's no point in that. Like, the like Jermaine was gonna summon the homunculus anyways. Like, revealing yourself did nothing except get you killed. Yeah, and <laughs> so they do a little nod to, um, I don't know if it's, it was an actual nod. So so how does Trevor fucking kill death, right? Like, we see that the, the morning star does, like, nothing but annoy death because he's like, what the fuck? Stop fucking hitting me with that, you bitch. And then he's like slaps the shit out of Trevor, and then Trevor's like, "Oh, critical damage!" And then he summons the courage to do the cool hero, the cool sacrifice of the hero. And then like he pulls out a dagger that he got from earlier, and then he stabs Death in the face with it. And it's like, "Yeah, this is a dagger that was used to cut down God, so it can kill Death too because it could kill God." And I'm like, "There is no tool like that in Castlevania, other than um." In Castlevania, in the video games, there is a dagger you can get as a sub-weapon, and it's, like, way better than the whip and chain, so... Or it's way better than the holy water, because the holy water throws in an arc, and it's stupid as fuck. But the dagger is really good, so everyone wants the dagger when you're playing Castlevania. So I, I, I don't know if that was in connection to the game. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. Seems like a well, stretch, in my opinion. I, I, I... In, in the... In the anime, uh... As Trevor is doing his epic hero sacrifice with the stabby stab to the face, uh, you have Saint Germain who actually opens the infinite corridor with his key as that happens, like at the same time. So I I interpret it as like as Trevor does like the killing blow, he's actually sending death into the infinite corridor. 
But you know death can come out of the infinite corridor. He was literally in the infinite corridor. Remember? When was Saint Germain was there. He was the alchemist lady. Yeah. <laughs> like, he exists as a concept. Why, yeah, why are you anywhere. Why are you doing your hero sacrifice on a concept? What a waste of a hero sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> littered. Season 4 is just littered with story problems. <laughs> This is how they decide to wrap shit up for things that don't make sense. Listen, all that matters uh, is that it was a cool fight scene. We don't have to don't question the actual relevant <laughs> character. I motivation. mean, it did look good, to be fair. It did look good. Yeah, I thought the fight scene with death was cool, but it, it just like as a concept, I thought it was fucking stupid though. Yeah, that's like the I the I don't understand the motivations at all. <laughs> yeah, it Everything kind of just culminates and ends. And this is what I hated. Like, why did we spend all that time in season three building up these characters and the backstory all for it to all smash together at the end anyway? Like, what? Sadness. I don't know. (laughs) Sadness. Darkness imprisoning me. All that I see. (laughs) Also, Lenore killed herself and I'm very sad. (laughs) I wish... I wish she had a more climactic death where she was also outsmarted because she was also a big manipulator, but she's just like, I have no sister, so I need to kill myself. Goodbye. Okay, so I don't understand why. So Hector gets fucking um, enslaved by Lenore and tricked, right? Uh Mm Uh-huh. And then the roles get reversed where now he wants to save Lenore and keep her as a pet because reasons? Like, he just he wants likes to grow her. old with Lenore? Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, I think it's definitely Stockholm Syndrome. What the actual fuck, dude? <laughs> like, this bitch tricked you, man. She made you cut your own fucking finger off. Girl, when you're a Forge Master, you're into uh, being a listen, sub. You're a big sub. Listen, you. W- people say it is a fucking meme, but, like, Stockholm Syndrome is a real thing. <laughs> yeah, so Lenore kills herself by looking at the sun, which is, like... It's unfortunate. I like Lenore. I know. I did. I did. I loved her character. I loved her character. So she's probably, probably like a lot like Show, my favorite character in the entire series. Yeah, she was one of my favorite characters. I she, I think she was trying to say that Isaac was going to kill her if she ran away, and that's why she killed herself. I'm so confused. Like track her down and find her. No, 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 no. So Lenora's reasoning was that she didn't want to be trapped in a cage because that's how she spent her life already, you know? But why is she trapped in a cage? Be... Because she ha- she's locked in that basement with um because of for whatever reason she's No, she's in that not. Basement. She can literally jump out the window. <laughs> she went into the balcony to go into the sun. You can just go uh, go leave. I don't know, man. Like, she was talking about being trapped like a bird, and she was like, I don't want to do that. Trapped by who? I don't understand. <laughs> I yeah. think I think the implication is that she feels trapped by her nature as a vampire. I don't think that's at all. I but... don't think so. <laughs> I think she's, she's trying to say she's either trapped by Hector or Isaac, but I don't know how. Well, I can see Isaac because Isaac could track her down if she tries to but leave. Why? I, mean, I, I can I see that. Why would he do that? <laughs> I don't understand the motivations of anyone at this point. And we're at the last episode. And I, I honestly, I was like, all right, whatever. Lenora kills herself. Like, this, that's stupid, but whatever. Also, why does Hector even want her? But again, whatever. Because she, she got those hot vampire titties. Yeah. 
<laughs> he remembered the good times from season three and was like, you know what? Worth it. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing, losing a finger, totally worth those titties, man. Hey, it might have been. I would imagine that fucking a vampire would be very cold because they're like undead, right? Yeah, I would imagine, <laughs> I imagine it would be so too. Very unpleasant. But um speaking of fucking, uh so <laughs> Trevor fucking dies because he sacrifices himself <laughs> against death and we learn that Sypha's pregnant and we're like, Oh, Sypha's pregnant and then they decide to name the town like Trevor. Belmont. Right? Was well no I, I do I do love that I Belmont. do love that little moment between uh Trevor and, and Sypha right before he does this heroic sacrifice where he's he's like, I love you and she's like, I know. And he's like, uh Trefor is a terrible name <laughs> for a kid. And I was like I, I was like, Oh yeah, so I I thought they were actually gonna kill off uh Trevor because I really thought so too. Like, in the original, like I said, we know that Trevor and Saifa have a kid because it's the continuation of the, the Belmont bloodline. So, we don't know when Trevor dies, but since it was like, oh, Saifa's pregnant, I was like, oh, so maybe they might kill off Trevor now, and then, like, Saifa raises the kid on her own. I'm like, oh, I, I guess that kind of makes sense, but it doesn't because who trains the kid in the ways of the Belmont? Because Saifa can't do that because she's not a Belmont. You could just... L- self-study there's the whole hold right there well, yeah I, I i i thought that too like when when they when she's like leaving and they're they're begging her to stay this is before trevor shows back up again um i was like well i mean if she stays i mean you got you got alucard there you got the uh what do you call it the the library he has they, they call it something the but in his castle mm-hmm. in belmont hold yeah that, yeah that has all this uh knowledge and shit plus you got you got a whole community that can help raise the kid. I get that it's implied that all these people are down in the hold and they're learning the ways of vampire slaying and stuff, but you would still need a Belmont to teach you how to use these things. Like how, how the fuck would you know what's a magical weapon or not? Just because you, Oh, I remember 30 years ago when I was a kid, I read that in a book. Wait, didn't Trevor's (laughs) like, like parents die when he was a kid? Yeah, but he and prior then he to taught his parents himself dying, the rest of his studies. Well, he was taught, but it he wasn't taught when he himself was a the young rest. kid though. But he had the hold. But he was already taught as a kid though. Oh, girl. Like we are Belmonts. You can figure it out. We slay monsters. <laughs> I had a huge problem with this. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't matter because Trevor's back. And Trevor doesn't fucking die anyway. He comes back, and obviously he was gonna come back. Like that little scene where Trevor is about to fucking slay death and sacrifice himself to do that where we see St. Germain twitch, I was just like, oh yeah, Trevor's not dead. Like, why did you... I get the way you added that, so that way we knew, but I don't know, man. Like, why make it a whole fucking thing? The whole, like, scene at the end where Alucard's like, you don't have to leave, you know. And Sypha's like, no, I want to go talk... I want to go back to the speakers, and Trevor's dead, and this and that. I'm like, bitch, he's gonna literally come riding up on a horse. And he does! And he does! He fucking, like, for whatever reason, the horse finds Trevor washed up against the river or something and brings him back to the fucking hold. And I'm like, how? How? I get that this is the same horse. It's like, oh, you're a good horse or you're a smart horse or whatever that freaking um, comes to Alucard in the beginning. But it was just so stupid. 
Like, I, I'd like to point out that he mentions, Trevor mentions that he woke up on the shores of the Danube River and the horse rode him, I guess, all the way there. Or well, he rode the horse all the way back there. That's over 200 kilometers away. Why did this horse go there? Animal instinct, what? honey. <laughs> Fucking plot, man. Fucking plot. And, man... And the last thing that we see is that Dracula and Lisa are alive. They're fucking alive. For whatever reason, uh, they get revived. Like, I get that they were revived when they came back as Rebus. But yeah, how did their bodies and souls get unstuck and remade and they got to live again? That made zero sense. I was Perhaps St. Germain is not quite the dig bag you set him out to be. That the, It's because the ritual got interrupted by Trevor or whatever. But but Rebus was constructed of half man, half vampire lady. What do right? you mean? That's where There's you got the one half from. That's why we only get half a person. of. We get half of one person, right? That's not what I understood. I thought that they put the full man and the full woman together. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand How what do Rebus is supposed work? to be. Email us yeah. at animeclubafterdark at gmail.com. <laughs> Send uh, diagrams. <laughs> Thank you. How is it that you pull their souls from hell, right? But they got revived because physically that doesn't make sense. Anyway. Magic. I could, I, could, I could see it as like, you yeah, know. It is having... magic. Like... <laughs> yes, magic. Um, but um, I, I could see it as like, you know, because the the ritual got interrupted, that um, their souls were stuck. The ritual like, on was Earth, not just... uh, interrupted. What? It was completed. Rebus comes back. No, you have to first. You have to get Rebus. Then you have to sacrifice Rebus to get uh, control over the rift. And he didn't sacrifice them yet. Yeah, they didn't do the sacrifice. And I feel yeah, like, but Belmont... Rebus was already fully constructed, so the souls should have been fused already. So how did the souls get unfused and then created? both dracula and lisa again it doesn't make sense it's magic bullshit that's what i'm saying like i could understand it if uh because that that ritual got interrupted that their souls were stuck like they couldn't go to heaven or hell and they were just kind of stuck wandering around you know earth or whatever like that i could understand but how do they have a physical bodies and why they look exactly the same as they did before they died well what what do you expect them to look like like I don't know. Like they did they steal these bodies and just like shapeshift? I don't know. They did they did mention that they stole their clothes, so obviously they were naked when they like appeared on Earth. Yeah, like they literally just get revived for <laughs> plot's sake. And it's just so we can see that oh, Dracula and Lisa do have a happy ending. I'm like I don't think they deserve a happy ending. Um Especially Dracula. I think Lisa deserves a happy ending. And I guess that would include... Yeah, Lisa did nothing wrong. That would include Dracula as part of her happy ending. But I'm perfectly fine with them just living together in hell. That's enough of a happy ending for me. I just... Why did they throw it in there? There was no point, really. Because they had spare airtime and they had to do something. Yeah, I get. That I that's... think. I think what they really wanted to do was tie everything back to like seasons one and two, and this is probably the easiest way to do it. Honestly, that just makes more loose ends, but it does. They wanted a happy ending for Lisa, and then they're like, "We feel bad for our son, but also we're still madly in love, and also we don't want to see our son just yet." And I'm like, 
So you get a second chance at living, and you're both alive right now, and your son is fully grown instead of being like a half kid when you get murdered. And but you don't want to spend time with your son. I feel like well, like, okay. he feels like he killed his father. His entire reason why he gets mopey is because he kills his father, right? And he's like, "Oh, I'm a sad boy because I killed my own father, patricide." And then like they know that they even address that. And they're like, ah, but we're going to have a honeymoon anyway. Fuck it. I mean, that's fair. But um, I feel like if they went back to the sun, he would just kill his father again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because now his mom's alive. So his dad wouldn't be crazy, you know? I know, but he wouldn't know that. I feel like his first gut instinct would be to kill his father. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Eh, but Dracula wouldn't be killed by Alucard unless Al- unless Dracula wanted to be killed. Like, that's implied at the end of season two. He's not killed by Alucard because mm-hmm. Alucard's stronger than him. He gets killed by Alucard because he finally accepts that he just wants to... Actually, he's always wanted to die. He was just waiting for someone to kill him because he wanted to be with Lisa. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> point is, I hated it. Uh, I hated everything about season four. Uh, <laughs> you know how they should every- ended season four? Um, or maybe they it is ended like this. You know how they got like reborn? You know, they didn't get reborn at the current time. They got reborn at the beginning of season one. And it all repeats. Over and over. <laughs> yeah, but they, they're in they're in uh England. No, they're going to England. No, they're in England. They're in London. At the end of the at the end of the series, they're in London. It's all a mirage. <laughs> so i had a lot of problems clearly with season four um i still thought it was all right though <laughs> yeah you know i was gonna say like for as much as and, and i agree with a lot of these for as much as the issues that we pointed out i still enjoyed the hell out of this season and and it's castlevania overall i've enjoyed the hell out of this i enjoyed it but i want to say i like enjoyed the hell out of it it was a good time I I agree with the show here. Um, I like I, again. I didn't know how they were gonna make this a show because hmm. the game it's based the story it's based on is a video game, and the video game itself has not a lot to go on. So it was hmm. weird thinking about like what they were gonna do. But because of like what they did with season three, I thought there would be more interesting things in the next season. But they kind of just like again dump it all together, and yeah, yeah it happens. People's motivations. Yeah, they do a 180. I would say, um, like, Castlevania has been impressing me season after season. Like, season two was better than one. Three was better than two. But four took a dip for me. I I, I enjoyed yeah. season three more than four. I also enjoyed season three more than season four. Uh, mm. Because they, just because of how, they just kind of wrap everything up. And it didn't make sense for a lot of things to happen. And I just... Overall, I felt like they were going for like um they did manufactured a lot more fight scenes and I felt like they were going for that mm-hmm. to cover for the weak storyline that season four had, mm-hmm. which is I and guess. And granted, the fight scenes did look awesome. Yep. Oh yeah, I enjoyed every single fight scene that I saw. Like it was awesome, yep. you know. But yeah. how do you go from super story heavy from season one, two, and three to like just more action than story, and then like. I don't know. I don't know if it was because they're trying to wrap it up really fast 
uh, because of the allegations of uh, for Warren Ellis, like if they were just like, fuck it, we'll just take whatever and drop the series entirely. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but yeah, I, if I had to give this a numerical value for the, for season four, I'd probably say seven. I would also I'd give it. it a seven. I would say it's a solid seven because just again on a technical aspect, like I loved fight scenes. I thought that was yeah. cool. The music's not terrible, but eh. it's not memorable either. I also enjoyed a lot yeah, of the but... dialogue. Oh yeah, the dialogue was great in this season, especially the. Um, I wouldn't really talk about it, but one of the my favorite things was um, when Isaac is talking to Fly Eyes about the value of choice. Yeah, like, that's that was such a good, a good. That's so. That's so good. That's so well written. I like Ratko because mm-hmm. he was so fucking cool. <laughs> like, yeah, he was a he's a bad fucking Russian vampire. Mm-hmm. I am the strongest vampire. <laughs> Fuck you and i'm just like you're so cool yeah, dude I, I i love how he's playing he's playing the part of like this dumb muscle guy for like the first few episodes and then when the veil lives he like he has no pretense to keep up with this trade it's like i'm fucking strong you are all weak in comparison <laughs> yeah because ratko just wants to like fight right but he didn't want to go against dracula and that's why he was like yeah i'm just a, a guy a muscle guy, but he's like, no, I also can, I'm a fucking commander of an army. I know how to win battles in wars. And it shows. Honey, like, he, he understands tactics and honey, stuff like that. Honey, that monologue by Ratko is the exact same monologue I type out at the end of every video game. I'm like, listen. <laughs> I was going to say, I just I was played really a win. Where you were going it's not with my that. fault that you were in, you got, like, killed by me. I just, I just played a win, okay? I, I was wondering where you're going. Is that like, is he going to say he does this in the mirror every morning when he wakes up? No. <laughs> yeah. So it still had great individual character, like dialogues, but I don't know just because of how everything culminated with the character arcs. It just, I felt, I felt very unsatisfied for sure. Hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely think it could have been done a lot, a lot better, especially the last, the, the second half of this, uh, the fourth season. I do, I do have a question though. So since this is pretty much the end, I mean, there, like we've said, there is going to be a spinoff, um, that's set in the same universe. Um, and apparently there's also been rumors that, um, there's going to be a devil may cry animated series done in the same vein as this, that is also going to have a shared universe. Um, but I do want to ask you all, uh, overall, what would you say Castlevania gets as an entire series? I'd say seven, solid seven all around. Like, because of how I highly, I I really liked season two. Uh, season three was pretty solid as well. It was better than season two, but because of how it dips down, like I, I gotta, it's gotta be a seven, man. Like it's not too great like if you don't watch it i don't feel like you're missing a part of culture or anything like that uh but it's not bad either like it's not it's definitely better than average like it's a good experience but i wouldn't say it's a great experience i'd give it an Mm. eight just because i really liked the political intrigue with um carmilla in the second season and lenore in the third season i really did appreciate that and overall throughout the entire uh show the dialogue was really memorable so and we love the character designs for uh the sisters honey i'm a sister stan sisters for life (laughs) 
So what can I say? I just like the character designs overall, I would say. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of like a video game adaptation, this is certainly one of the better anime video game adaptations I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, granted, it's not a high bar, but... Listen, I'm I'm waiting to judge the DMC one because we already got a DMC, the animated series, okay? I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love the original one. What but, about yeah. oh. Somehow this is going to take place... Somehow the DMC one's going to take place in the same universe as Castlevania, so... Well, they're all Capcom, so... Hmm. Yeah. Isn't... Like... Isn't Resident Evil also ahead. getting an animated series? But that's, like, full CG. But that's, like... Yeah, it's going to be a full that's CG like, series. No, that's, like, video game quality CG, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't they just uh, release a uh, another CG movie? It's a, I think it's a live-action so. movie, isn't no, it? No, I think it's a CG. No, no, it's CG. Oh, it's CG? Okay. Yeah, they've been using CG for a while now. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the last one that they made was super stupid. Yeah. Leon. Fucking sad boy soy, sad soy boy Leon. I can't believe all these soldiers under me died. Uh, yeah, I, I think as a as a video game adaptation or an anime video game adaptation, it, it it really was good. And I'm like John, I give it a solid seven, maybe a seven point five um, overall. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to what comes next. Hopefully, a good DMC adaptation. I swear, well, if that, it's bad, or... like I like DMC the animation. I think it's not bad of of an anime like at all. It gets Dante correctly and the storyline follows like yeah, just like miscellaneous side adventures of the in the DMC universe. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Not bad. Alright, and with that, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us rant and rave about Castlevania. Check the description below to find links to Anime Club, After Dark, on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases you make there do really help us out. With that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, guys. Goodnight. Goodnight.